0: Welcome to, Welcome Porcelain, to Peak, Porcelain Peak, a strange, a strange and scary and strange podcast, podcast covering, covering all, all things, things horror, horror and science, and science fiction.
1: fiction. Here are your hosts, are your hosts Anthony. Anthony John and Anthony.
2: All right. Welcome to season two, episode nine, also known as episode fifty-two. Like which a- means it's been a full official year worth of episodes.
0: And I've been here for a very short amount of time. So <laughs> I mean, we've got you for like a solid
2: like 20, 20% yeah. of it. <laughs> And we are all finally back together in the same room, which is pretty good. So how is the Terror Troop doing?
0: I am super happy to be home, be back in the old podcast studio. You know, tennessee later if you know what I'm saying.
2: <laughs>
0: Seriously, uh, California, man, I'm. You, you realize when you're away from it how much of a West Coast bitch you are.
1: 1,000%, I definitely agree um i do have to admit that it's nice to not have to listen for cues and now i can just look at your faces
0: yeah Uh, hopefully there will be a little bit less just like outright talking over each other not realizing the other person is saying anything
1: just like a uh, no you go yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) no you hang up
2: through the editing process you couldn't even tell so (laughs) it's all good um awesome well i'm glad you guys are doing good i'm doing pretty good too so for this week we are going to be talking about part four of our 31 Terror tale.
0: Yeah, I've actually decided to give that a rest. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> now, now that I'm back, I feel differently <laughs> about it.
2: <laughs> um, so we'll be talking about those seven movies similar to how we were doing things before where we're going to pick three. And dive into those a little bit more than the other four. And then we, for our second part of this episode, we are going to share a tradition with you guys that we started a few years back and have kept it going. So it's going to be a little surprise. And then at the end, obviously, we'll give you what we're watching for the last three days of this whole October fest.
0: Can't believe it's almost over.
2: Before we get into all that, though, let's get started with that news
1: all
2: right so something that's not crazy to cool, but i thought was pretty cool they are re-releasing big trouble in little china and it's getting a steel book and it looks pretty tight i checked it out uh, randomly the other day and I was going to get it for my buddy. Cause I know he really likes that movie and it's, it's uh one of those ones that's a full wrap. So you get a picture on the front and then when you open it, it's a whole scene. And so those are pretty dope. I don't know if you guys have had any like those, but I really like those ones.
0: Yeah. This one's called uh bigger, longer uncut trouble in little China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually I believe you purchased me my first full wrap, uh, steelbook. Wow. Uh First full wrap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you guys are into that movie. I recently saw it for the first time in theaters. I had seen bits and pieces as a kid, you know, but never really gave it the time of day. And then they released it in theaters, and I went and watched it, and I was like, man, this movie is crazy. It's it's real wacky.
0: Yeah, I've never seen it. So um, I what I used to do is I used to pick up steelbooks and Blu-rays of movies that I knew were supposed to be really good that were classics that I hadn't seen. So maybe that's something I'll pick up like specifically for that reason.
2: It's, it's a different take on John Carpenter's style for sure though. I was like, what is this? It's not what at all, what I think you would expect from him. And it was a good time. It was hilarious. And uh, we went and saw it in theaters and I don't think that people really knew what they were getting themselves into necessarily. Cause it was pretty silent except the people next to us were laughing with us. and I was yes. like, This is, fucking hilarious i don't know how they greenlit this project but i loved it yeah
1: (laughs) there are a lot of projects that are like that that's for sure but looking at projects that aren't something that wouldn't get greenlit because uh joe bob briggs continues to uh bring his uh ridiculous uh stylings over the top of of uh, great classic horror films and some terrible classic horror films. Um, but he has announced his next special because there's going to be a Friday the 13th in December. Ooh.
2: And you bring it back mm-hmm. now, you
1: bastard. Uh, but yeah, so he's going to be calling it uh, Joe Bob's Red Christmas. And it's supposed to have uh, three full features plus obviously his audio commentary in commercial break format and all that good stuff
0: i'm super stoked i love joe bob it was one of the for me it was an acquired taste but i had heard through um podcasts that i listened to i know we shouldn't talk about other podcasts on our own podcast don't need to uh <laughs> draw in any competition but just don't I, say
2: the name so i don't have to bleep it
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i had heard about joe bob and so i went and i checked out on shutter um that's how i saw house of the devil the second time and um that's how i watched uh, one of the movies we'll be talking about this week was the, the Joe Bob version. So I'm super stoked anytime he comes out because he did his dinners of death for Thanksgiving, I think, mm-hmm. where he had Texas Chainsaw and Hills will have eyes. And so I love when he does these themed like holiday marathons. I'm definitely going to be there when it comes out.
1: Uh, I'm hoping that we get some actual like holiday themed things, maybe not necessarily like Black Christmas, because I, I, I think he may have already talked about Black Christmas at some point. I think so. But maybe find something that's a little more obscure, do something like, Jack Frost, not that Jack Frost. <laughs> Either one. One all oh, both of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, they both bring me to tears. Yeah, do a double feature. Yeah. Side by side.
0: Yeah, and then um for news on my end, I wanted to talk about the fact that we may, it looks like probably are going to be getting a sequel to Hocus Pocus. It looks like Disney Plus is not officially announcing, but they're basically announcing that they want to do a Hocus Pocus sequel. They want to have the original actors come back for it. Nothing's been confirmed, but that's the idea. And at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up happening because Hocus Pocus shows. They even have it as a joke now when they do show it on the 31 nights of Halloween. It's like, yes, we know we show this movie a ton. But now we have it with this like pop up feature where it shows you facts and quotes and things throughout the movie. (laughs) And they do the same thing with Nightmare Before Christmas where it's like, yes, we know we show it every year. But I think people would flip their shit. I know there was a book written that you could get with bundles of the Hocus Pocus movie that was like the book sequel.
2: Right. Yeah, I've seen it. And you can buy it separately, too.
0: Yeah. And so I wonder if the new movie is going to be at all based on that book that came out. I haven't checked it out or anything. I'm not that big into Hocus Pocus. but I like like to watch it every year. um, And I plan to watch it before Halloween this year, probably sometime this weekend, um, along with the, the rest of our list and everything. I'm excited about it, especially if they get all the the people back. I mean, it's Disney. They got the money for it. And I'm sure that, you know, Bette Midler probably isn't asking for too much money. I was going to say the opposite.
1: I was going to say that Bette Midler might be the one that'd be hard to capture just because she doesn't need money. She's bet fucking Midler. I mean, that's, she is known for so many things, you know, uh, having a great singing career, having, you know, a great acting career. I mean, she's been in a whole bunch of things. She hasn't been in a lot of things recently, that's because she doesn't need to. Doesn't yeah, need to work.
0: and she's not. She's not trying to fund her uh, her long needed um, de horse facing surgery, that she, cosmetic <laughs> surgery that she needs to get.
2: I was I was just thinking that they're probably gonna have trouble getting the cat back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that cat is has probably moved on to the farm up north at this point. Is it a cow farm? Yeah, have they moved on.
2: All right. So See is that it for? News? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's it on my end. <laughs>
2: Alright, well, that wraps it up for news officially, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on as fast as possible to trivia. <laughs> trivia! Trivia! I'm gonna cut that shit watch. Don't fucking do it. And here's how we play I ask a question. If you get it right, Steve lives. Don't do this. Come on, it'll be fun. Please. It's an easy category.
1: Please. Movie trivia. I'll give you a warm up question. Don't do this again.
2: All right, John, your card is going to be a 1990 comedy and your first clue is a quote that is it's under the ground. It's an underground monster. Now get out. Hurry.
1: Is it Tremors?
2: It is Tremors for 4 points.
1: All right, your movie is going to be a 1958 monster movie. Well. Wow. Well, it's kind of a kind of a mass. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. Is it The Blob? It is indeed The Blob.
2: Woo-hoo! Did you just call me
1: Blob?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn, 4-4. Four, four. Let's see if I could uh, get my crown back.
0: Well, this is stupid. I feel like we've probably gotten this one before, but... Um, you got a 1996 slasher film. And your clue is... Never say who's there. Don't you watch scary movies? It's a death wish.
2: I knew I knew before you read the quote and just he, based off the year. you should have just said it h2 <laughs> 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 That's gonna be scream.
0: Yes, it is. makes me want to scream.
2: I love that. I got that. All right, cool. so four, four, four all around and John, you are looking at a two thousand nine horror. all right. your clue instead of a quote is a tagline, and the tagline is eins, why die two
1: thousand nine uh something in German um
2: yes i might have read it incorrectly but
0: that was spanish
2: <laughs> Uno, dos, <tres. laughs>
0: um
1: this one's gonna be one that's gonna piss me off but i'm probably gonna have to take a second clue
2: all right second clue is gonna be the characters and they are their norwegian medical students sarah and Vigard. Is it Dead Snow? It is Dead Snow for three.
0: I knew it was Dead Snow just from the tagline, but I was like, there's no way that I should know that that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's racist. So. So I've, I've, I've
1: only seen it the once, and it was last year for our previous 31 Terror Tales.
0: So wow. The Terror Tales do something for somebody. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: so, John sitting at
0: seven.
1: All right, I have a 1994 fantasy. I'm flesh and blood, but not human. I haven't been human for 200 years.
2: That sounds so familiar.
0: I know, right? Oh, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? It's
1: from The Office, I think. Oh. I think so.
0: What's the year again? 1994. 1994 fantasy? Yes. And what was the quote? The quote is, <laughs> you just want the whole thing again? Yeah. Uh, I'm flesh and blood, but not human.
1: I haven't been human for 200 years.
2: I like how it's a lot more fun that time. Hey. Yeah. I have to say, but... Hey. 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 Yo. You've been doing it for 200 years. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
0: to have to go for another clue. All right. Tom Cruise as
1: Lestat. Oh, Brad God Pitt as Louis de Ponte du Lac. That was
2: Nailed it, bro. That's pretty close. Your, your Spanish is better than mine. <laughs>
0: Gonna be interview with the vampire. It is interview with the vampire.
2: Damn, we're sitting at sevens.
0: Every time I hear, I haven't been human for two hundred years. I think bicentennial man, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do not say bicentennial man. It doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> oh, leave that in, please.
0: So, I cannot believe this. You rigged the deck for sure uh you have a 1978 slasher film your clue is you fooled them haven't you michael but not me yeah. you know the doll mikey from, from, from child's play
2: <laughs> halloween
0: it is halloween
2: for the win oh, has it been an
1: easier win in <laughs> in
0: 200 years <laughs> Yeah. He's a regular old bicentennial
2: man. You guys definitely got the harder ones on that one. I mean, that's just how the cards crumble, though. But coincidental, because it is a Halloween episode. Yeah. So that worked out. Ooh.
0: Ooh. No, you can't can't do it at the same time. It's my thing now.
2: (laughs) You can't
1: take it? I've been doing it since episode two.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is going to be the end of... That crazy news and trivia. If you enjoyed those segments, then hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. That being said, we are going to dive into our main course. I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, You know what I realize? Ignorance is bliss. All right. So for the second half, we're going to be diving into that 31 (laughs) Turtles. And for the first half, we are going to exchange which is going to be kind of boring on air <laughs> um <laughs> halloween gifts so it's something that one of my friends and i started doing and then i think we passed it on and then i continued to pass it on and it's been pretty fun sometimes we've done stuff we make shit which is really cool and this year we just bought stuff so i guess we'll just go ahead and dive into those huh? yeah
0: yeah and we'll be um providing some very descriptive asmr heavy descriptions of all of the gifts give it give, give it a
1: give us a crinkle Yeah. Check out that foley work. I'm getting I'm getting getting the chills.
2: (laughs) We can put some pictures on Instagram of the stuff so it's a little bit cooler. all right so this is from John to Me. And we got horror movie crossword book, dude. That's so fucking cool.
1: Yeah, so each of the puzzles are based on a specific movie.
2: Oh, that is so cool. Fright Night, Alien, Hellraiser, Poltergeist. I should really watch more movies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: thirty-one over a whole month.
2: <laughs> Dude, this is dope. I—I uh, I mean, people, listeners of the podcast probably don't know this, but I love crossword puzzles.
0: Yeah, he's a big nerd like that. Yeah, there's, big. There's one more like thing that. in there.
2: And then what else we got here? Ooh, a Stranger Things composition notebook. I—I
1: I, I know my person. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, this is dope.
1: Dude, check out like all the little artworks. Like They have, like, the, it says Flayed. It has uh, the Smoke Monster. It has all kinds of shit.
2: Oh, wow. It's got, like, the Gorgon with its open mouth. This is dope. Mind. <laughs> this one says L7 like a weenie. Damn a dog. What is it? Oh, is that Dart? And then the ice cream, the Scoop Stroop? Yep. Nice. This is really cool. Sweet. Thanks, John. Yeah, no problem. All right, so I'm
1: opening the gift from Tone first. Are these uh, stickers? They're, they are stickers. That's incredible. So I have some Porcelain Peak stickers here, and that's fucking incredible. Did you uh, buy this print, or did you make it?
0: So I um, bought the print and then um, did it in, like, postcard size, too.
1: Oh, our stickers. Those are so cool.
0: Yeah, I already have one on my laptop. Which is why I didn't bring my computer with me today, because I didn't want to spoil it.
1: Yeah, this will be the uh, this will definitely be the first—I have a Hydro Flask, and this will definitely be the first sticker that goes on there. Nice. Do you want to talk yeah. about what this is? Yeah, so it is <laughs> an Outpost 31, uh, like, minimalist print, which I love. I have three of them in my room, but this one will definitely be a near and dear to my heart one for sure.
0: Yeah, I found a really cool artist whose name I will probably have to throw in tags because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But I found a really cool artist who uh, did those images. So and
2: it looks incredible. Images?
0: The Im- the images like this, the minimalist yeah, ones.
2: Well, so for the listeners that aren't super familiar, you want to explain what Outpost 31 is? Yeah, this is
1: from... 31? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Outpost 31, Station 4, Antarctica. It is from The Thing. Which is... It
0: ties directly into your Halloween costume.
1: So. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> which we will talk about a little bit after the presents.
1: Yeah, like, this is... It's easily not just one of my favorite horror or sci-fi films, but one of my favorite films of all time. I, I had the pleasure of getting to see it on the big screen this year. Like, it is, it's a very important thing to, like, my horror journey. And, it, 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 like I said, this is incredible. I'm, I'm like, flabbergasted. And I have no, no appropriate words to say how... <laughs> Thankful I am for that gift.
2: Alright, so Anthony's going next.
0: I'm already excited about this. Dude, that's fucking cool. That is super cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually just said this quote in The Corn Maze at Deloso like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a uh it's a mug with this really cool occult design on it, which is awesome because that's the kind of stuff that I'm into drawing and, and researching. Um, but it's Black Phillip from the witch and it says wouldst thou like to live deliciously
2: <laughs> uh that is
0: so cool especially since i have been stealing my grandparents mugs pretty frequently every morning <laughs> to drink coffee like, and this is my mug and they literally have the names sharpied on the bottom and they're like um can you get your own mug
2: please <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the timing was pretty perfect on that
2: oh awesome yeah i uh one of my friends sent me a list and was like 31 gifts for horror fans and i was like that's garbage
0: know. Gar- <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely going to throw pictures up on the Instagram because this design is awesome. I think I'm this- going to feel so badass drinking just black <laughs> coffee out of it.
1: And
2: black, black, like my, <laughs>
1: black like my Black Philip soul.
2: Back to me. This one's from Anthony to Anthony. Classic Anthony, Anthony. There is, oh my God, a fun size Snickers. <laughs> hey, a a fun size single Snickers. fun size Snickers. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I also got Porcelain Peak stickers, which are going on my laptop probably immediately and my minimalist print is oh fuck nice from lv426 says wayland Catan building better worlds
1: i imagine once again as far as like horror sci-fi things go i imagine that most people know what that is but for the listeners that don't this is obviously from alien yeah which is a fantastic film like i said it's also in that easily one of my favorite movies of all time and i'm sure that is uh, a shared shared thought if, amongst everybody in this room uh, it's just they are they're both fantastic films and these prints are fucking dope
0: yeah i fell in love with the prints. i found him actually when i was still in tennessee and um i just had to get him and then get frames for him so i did that and then i was originally gonna have it be like a pick a hand and give you guys the prints randomly mm-hmm. but especially with you what you dressed up for as for halloween i kind of made the decision which one uh, you guys were going to get
2: they I look incredible either way it would be yeah. been a, oh yeah win. it would been <laughs> yeah. a big time win. yeah we both love those movies nice dude thank you so much
0: yeah and the stickers i was super excited about i ordered those and was like super super stoked for those to come in because i have i think we each have like Ten or twelve of them. Mm-hmm. I split them up pretty evenly and we can just slap them on, hand them out to people, slap them on anything. So I'm on yeah, all the things forever. Yeah, I'm already uh figuring out which bars have bathrooms that have stickers on the walls and stuff. <laughs> Even if they don't. Yeah. I'll start the sticker wall. Alright, so
1: I am going to open my gift from Mr. Anthony Perez. No fucking way. Wow. Tell us what it is, John. <laughs> so, um, I, on our Instagram at some point, I've posted a, like a small sampling of my very large Funko Pop collection. And one pop that I really wanted to get, but there was a, um, because we ran out of space to put them, uh, uh, my wife put me on a pop embargo until we find <laughs> more places to put them. And, but... One of the ones that was released during the early stages of that time frame that I was like, I fucking have to have this, but I didn't end up picking up because we didn't have anywhere to put it. Was Alfred Hitchcock, and that was what he got me. And it's in great condition. It's in a, like an actual like a protective box as well. It, oh, it's fucking so cool. It's like black and white style. It has um, the uh, um, the slate from Psycho. It's just incredible. Take, take a look at this. The amount of details and stuff like that is just—it's just, just baffling. I feel like
0: Hitchcock's like like as a person he was a pop already, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he works really well. in He's this like a form. reverse pop.
2: <laughs> oh, it, it, that's fantastic! Yeah, that's yeah awesome. and it, it's reminiscent of the one that we used to have. I think I still have it—the black and white, like the mini mystery figure. Yeah, and I think that that's cool that they do that with Hitchcock, where they make his figures and stuff in black and white. Yeah, oh, man, that's just so
1: fucking cool
0: like it's like the two of you like read my mind <laughs> awesome all right i am gonna be opening my gift from jan yeah, yeah.
1: you just toss that uh <laughs> toss that to the side there i'm the only you
2: asshole that didn't a have receipt
0: <laughs> oh no way you guys just know like my sensibilities <laughs> when it comes to uh artwork so I, I'm I'm correct in assuming that this is a midsum uh, midsummer yes. yeah. So <laughs> I was like I really hope that I don't get this wrong. So this is this one's gonna we're, I'm definitely gonna need to throw pictures up of both of these. This is a midsummer T-shirt that has this really really cool illustration of the like maypole um, dancing scene, but it's in a very simple again like something that I would draw sort of occult uh, style. I'm super stoked about that. My girlfriend and I have been obsessed with that movie since it came out like looking up articles and looking at all the hidden things that is so cool wow
2: all right well hey thanks guys that was a good round this year
0: yeah i think we did a good job this year hey you guys um, you you almost got me both of you (laughs)
1: almost got a little uh little misty in here
0: (laughs) grow
2: up john
1: hey (laughs) it's very comforting knowing that there are two people out there who know who know you and the things that you plain
2: (laughs) (laughs) m&m what the fuck is this
0: Where the fuck are the peanuts? Where are the peanuts? <laughs> I only eat the caramel m ms now.
1: <laughs> no, hazelnut spread, bro. It's revelation.
2: All right. So we were also going to talk about... We had a Halloween party recently. And it was pretty low-key. It was mostly just us hanging out, doing stupid shit. And uh, with spooky music playing. And sometimes whatever my neighbor's music was. So uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about our costumes. So um, John had the idea of being a specific Kurt Russell, and then I stole that idea and was a different Kurt Russell. So we were both versions of Kurt Russell from various movies. I went with Snake Plissken. It was pretty intense. I uh, carried a real gun. Had a wig, had an eye patch, which looked ridiculous with my glasses. And we can also put pictures of this shit up too. And yes, I did carry a real gun. It was empty, and I had to get reminded to take it off when I left the house to go get pizza. (laughs) Which was a good call on everybody's end, yeah. Um, I have short it. hair. Almost caused
0: the scene for sure. <laughs> uh,
2: we did get that pizza for free. Not saying yeah. how, but we did it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, and so I uh, I came up with the idea after going to see the thing in theaters that I should be RJ McCready. And uh, I we kind of made this party thing like happen at the very last second. It was like a week and a half before we actually ended up doing it that we were... Deciding that we were going to do it. So I pieced it together as best I could. Um, It's more of his like stripped down look, you know, with the, uh, with like the green jumpsuit tied around his waist with the gray t-shirt and everything. Uh, But I found a campaign hat that I actually like folded up manually myself in order to make it work. Um, And then I found... I found the actual sunglasses that he wears that have like the full blown, like the snow stuff on them and they were very expensive. So I found a cheap crappy knockoff that had the same little leather protectors on the sides and that worked out just fine.
0: (laughs) And for, for my costume, Mm -hmm. I went straight from what the invitation said, which was that it was a werewolf bar mitzvah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I, I wanted to wear something that was comfortable and that would be simple. Um, and so I, Came as a werewolf. And I'd always wanted to be like the wolf man for Halloween. So that was, for me, a little fun dream because it's so simple. Just wore red flannel, already had torn jeans, tore up a white T-shirt. And then so I could have the mask off most of the time, I did a little bit of uh, you know, the little scars that you buy at the Halloween store and bloodied those up a bit and put those on my face so I could be like werewolf attack victim slash put the mask on and dance around. So I had a good time. It was a pretty cool mask. I just now have it sitting in the back of my car, just there in case of emergencies. (laughs) If I have to (laughs) to wolf out.
1: My hat's still in my passenger seat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then uh, after a little while, um, after the party started to slow down and move towards the... Inside of the house, he actually took off some of the some of the facial prosthetics and just left them sitting there, and it looked like they were just like little pieces of bacon.
0: Yeah, there was, it looked like that really shitty like vegetarian bacon that we used, <laughs> that we used to get at the apartment.
1: I made it for
2: you. <laughs> But overall, pretty good time, and I thought the costumes were really cool. And I, I mean, I know we're getting older, but I don't give a fuck. I still like doing it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I still have a lot of fun, even if it's just, you know, something simple.
2: Cool. So are we ready to move on to the main, main discussion? Yeah. All right. So we are going to be talking about those seven movies. So we will get started with one that John wanted to discuss in more detail, which was The Changeling.
1: Yeah, so I felt like Angelina Jolie was really great in this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, in, in all seriousness, uh, this is the 1980, The Changeling it has nothing to do with the story or the plot of the Angelina Jolie film. Um, and I haven't seen a lot of like haunted house tales that I felt like had this much intrigue for me. It's not super scare heavy, but it does have some of those moments that are like legitimately creepy. You're like, oh, that's gross. Um, but like, the actual, like, the almost kind of like a murder mystery that kind of goes under the surface of this was fucking, in like, super engrossing. I was super involved in the film. I was really excited that something that I felt like was super original and hasn't really been done in a lot of those ghost story type things. I mean, And I feel like something like that could have even paved the way for something like supernatural being a thing. Because it has that, like, investigative kind of feel to it. And that's basically the entire concept of Supernatural.
0: Well, that was probably my favorite aspect of the movie. I love um, George C. Scott. Mm. I think he's great. He's a really good actor. I mean, it's kind of a shame that a lot of his career at that point was marred by alcoholism, which is stuff that I watched the Joe Bob's Joe Bob Briggs version. um, So there was a lot more like there was it ended up being like a three hour long watch with all the commentary. But there's some interesting stuff about george c scott's alcoholism and all that and i love him from the exorcist 3 Mm -hmm. which i i think is a really 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 good horror movie um, especially if you just skip straight over (laughs) the exorcist 2 and you go right (laughs) into that one um so i was super stoked for that but the way that the movie has his character not spend a bunch of time being freaked out about what's happening in the house but instead he almost immediately goes to what takes most people forever to do which is go Let me find out what this ghost wants and how I can make it go away. And so he immediately is like, how can I help you, basically? Yeah. He's like, this ghost thing is in need, and I'm going to solve the murder mystery of this child who was murdered. And the movie takes a bit to kind of build up to when that starts to pick up speed. There's a little bit of like, okay, well, and Joe Bob even brings it up where they have little red herring things and like stuff where they – it's not until there's a a pretty intense seance scene that -hmm. you you really start to uncover the – driving mystery behind the film, but I really loved the way that that whole thing was structured. It was refreshing. It was different for a haunted house movie
1: on the scene following that, where he's listening back to the recording and it's just like, it's having a physical toll on him actually hearing the spirit. Uh, I thought that scene was beautifully acted. And like I said, it was, it was something that just further engulfed me in the flame. That is this film. And like I said, I felt like it's a a super underrated gem, and I feel like not enough people talk about it.
2: I just wanted to say, too, and we've talked about it on the show before, where you go back and you watch these old movies, and then you see where other shit got influences, and there was so much stuff. I was like, oh, that's where they got that? Oh, that's where they got that? Like you were saying with the seance scene? They practically remake that scene in Insidious. Yeah. yeah. Right? Almost like almost like they just, the same they thing. They just dress it
0: up fancier. Yeah. yeah. And I was
2: like, oh, shit. That's where that's from? And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And then even with the kind of like murder mystery thing kind of reminded me of Gothica in a little bit. That Halle Berry movie that was kind of crappy. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess I should Shot just fired. say that Halle Berry movie. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Uh, and so I was like, okay, and so I started to see some ties, and obviously Insidious is a haunted house movie at its core, and so I, I liked that he James Wan was able to pull stuff from that.
0: And this is a, this is a movie I think I had mentioned. Uh, Guillermo del Toro actually said that this movie was a big inspiration on him, which if you've seen some of his older movies like The Devil's Backbone, mm-hmm. like that makes sense. Something else that I really, really liked about this movie was the sound design. Yeah. The sound design is so evocative, and it makes sense it, that the story is about... A composer, and so sounds play such a big part. And most of the scares just come from weird sounds in the house. There's very little, like even the sound of a ball coming down the stairs. How much that's designed to really be tense mm-hmm. um, was something that I really really liked about it. And and um the Joe Bob Briggs thing was talking about how most of that story, like it, it's one of those based on a true story type situations where there was a, a, a composer. Um, I guess wrote music for like Warner brothers or something. And he went and doing all, there was all this stuff. And so it drew inspiration from a lot of like kind of folklore about different haunted house type stories, but not knowing that to going in, I felt like it was really well constructed. The mystery was satisfying and it didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. I felt like it ended when it needed to end. It didn't have like this huge, long drawn out resolution.
2: What I like, too, is you're kind of watching it, and I mean, I was familiar with the idea of what a changeling is, and then this movie, you're kind of watching it, and you're like, okay, where's where's the changeling aspect? If it's a haunted house movie, and he's being targeted by ghosts, like, what is the changeling part of it? And then when you finally get that reveal, it's like, oh, that's fucking fucked up.
0: (laughs) He, He even does the thing in the movie where it's like, oh, he said the title! He's like, you're... A changeling, and then yeah. it's like, bum bum bum.
2: And it was reminded me of the scene from Big Lebowski when he goes to get his rug, and he's like, "The bombs will never win."
1: <laughs> I would have loved to have seen like sequels of this, where George's character basically just gets to go and investigate other haunted houses. <laughs> like have him just become like the Warrens, but credible. Like I would have loved
2: that.
0: He he just it, he basically it's him hosting ghost adventures instead of Zach Baggins. Punch
2: <laughs> me in the face, ghost. <laughs> But I feel like we should probably say our recommendations are not on this one. For me, 100% recommend.
1: Yeah. Thumbs up. 200% recommend.
2: All right. So that is the 1980 Changeling, and that is 100% recommend from us. Yeah. All right. So then the movie that we watched on the 23rd was a huge change of pace from the last movie, but from most of what we've been watching. Mm -hmm. And this was called Gravy. And this one was definitely a horror comedy. This is one that I want to talk a little bit more about. I know I've mentioned Psych on the podcast quite a few times, and this one was directed by the guy that plays Sean, James Roday, And, man, it was so weird. (laughs) I guess that would be the best way to describe it. So it's about these three people, and they go into a bar, and then they start uh, eating people, (laughs) essentially. That's the whole movie. And it was super witty. And the comedy just came and it wasn't in your face with stuff. Some of it was just very subtle and under the radar. So if you were laughing at one joke, you might miss the next joke in a couple parts. And I had such a good time with it. And it got pretty gross. So if you want some gore, it had definitely had that. You gore get in spades, yeah. Yeah. You get to see people getting cut up and them eating bodies. And the sound of it, I think, grossed you out. But it was. Yeah. I think it was supposed to. You know what I mean? It was supposed to be unnerving. And then it kind of had one of those fucked up endings where you think that it's a little bit hopeful and then now you get shit on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, This was a movie that I knew nothing about going in, except that it was by the guy who did Psyche and I was, I like Psyche. But only, like, when you've shown me episodes. I've never gone out of my way to watch Psych.
1: (laughs) I have the same experience with Psych.
0: So I was like, okay, well, uh, I don't really know what I'm getting into, but I assume it's a comedy. And then, you know, like, Sarah Silverman's in the beginning, and I was like, okay.
2: Oh, wasn't she from Haddonfield or something? Yeah. Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, But then once it started getting into it, and then, like, when Jimmy Simpson started, like, when he showed up and the whole thing started kicking off then it was like joke a minute. Like you were saying you would, I want to rewatch it just because I feel like there are little bits of dialogue or like little ways that characters say things where everything felt just like a stand, almost like a a weird stand-up routine. Like each character had their own like weird sense of humor. Um, but I thought especially like Jimmy Simpson was hilarious. And then the main actor whose name I don't know off the top of my head, but he reminded me a lot of Charlie day, like just really hyper, like Mm -hmm. really intense. Um, uh yeah i i enjoyed the heck out of it i thought it was super good
1: (laughs) well and humor from like weird territories too like there's like like historical arguments and (laughs) like it's just it's it's got this like over the top feel to it as far as like how violent and how gory it is but then you have all these like jokes that are in front of you and then the jokes that are behind those jokes and it's just the layers are ridiculous it was an experience. Like I, It felt like a really long episode of Psych mixed with like the gore from Tucker and Dale.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. Yeah,
0: that's a pretty good um, description of what it is, yeah.
2: Just to give you the idea of the comedy, there was a scene where a guy was trying to get something out of a girl's underpants, and it looked like he was going down on her, and one of the killers walked by and was like, All right, last meal. I get it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it's definitely, like, it's crass, yeah. um, but I mean, it, for, from a gory uh, horror comedy, you kind of expect that kind of humor, and I was busting up, and I thought it was a really nice change of pace, as much as I loved The Changeling, having something that was a lot quicker and re- and a lot more digestible, like The Changeling, right. like, in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: yeah, so I guess, uh, recommendations on this one? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously for me, I'm 100% recommend.
1: Yeah, I would say if you're the kind of person who enjoys a horror comedy and like of like the goriest degree, definitely recommend. Like I said, I had I had a fun time with it. Um while it wasn't perfect, it definitely had like a breakneck pace. And like I said, it's just it's almost impossible to keep up with all the jokes. And if you love jokes, fucking sign up. It's <laughs> it's it's a fun watch.
2: Hey, do you like jokes? <laughs> You've How come b- to the right Do point. you it's- like to
0: laugh? <laughs> Uh, which I do, and which is why I really liked the movie and would definitely recommend it. I feel like it's something that I'm going to revisit probably next year.
2: All right, so that is 2005's Gravy, and that is a 100% recommend from us. Yeah, I think a lot of what we tried to do with this week was go back to what we did the first week and watch movies that were themed around Halloween, and so that proved to be a little bit more challenging. I think we had a few more hits this time around. But we did get some misses, and so speaking of that, one that we watched on the twenty fourth was from nineteen seventy six, and that was the Clown Murders. And this one we're not going to really dive into. It's like a kidnapping, a caper, as they kept calling it, yeah. um, gone wrong, and then it was just it was just kind of boring.
1: And then the and then it like descends into some weird ass fucking shit in like the <laughs> last like seven and a half minutes. It just fucking goes from like being like super boring not even by the numbers not even cliche just shitty like non-intriguing storytelling and then shit just fucking goes awry
2: and then they try to make it funny by having all these fat jokes about john candy about
1: him
0: eating
2: and i'm like i'm like
1: bro that like john candy is 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 me
0: like (laughs) that's my life yeah i mean really the only interesting part of it i and i have nothing to say about this movie because i like I'm pretty sure I slept through half of it. Like, I was in and out. But it was interesting seeing John Candy early on in his career. I mean, that's why we chose it from the list of things we were looking at, was because we were like, John Candy, it's him in a horror movie. That sounds interesting. And boy, was it not. Yeah, <laughs> But, I mean, you know, seeing John Candy in anything is... is Surreal now. is Yeah, definitely. So that was the most interesting part of it, but not enough to save a pretty bad boring boring flake and that's the worst thing you can be i think when you show up on on a list like ours like it's just boring
2: yeah
1: just yeah. badly delivered lines but not like in like a super comical way except for like the last seven seven and a half minutes um <laughs> the, them just yelling at each other across the yard about like who's fucking the bitch now on this shit
2: like that's it, it was rough
0: so i would say that sounds like we all do not recommend yes no, no recommend here
2: so that again is the clown murders from '76, and that is a zero percent recommend from us. And we're gonna move on to what we watched on the 25th, which was Babysitter Massacre. Ooga!
1: Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, uh, for our friend Kyle. Titties! Because that's what this movie is. Holy shit. This we're not going to talk about it a whole lot. This but is a
0: softcore porn. It
1: was basically just softcore porn.
2: Pretty much. I mean, there were scenes that were in there of them getting naked that made no sense for the plot of the movie.
0: There's literally a, a part where they all have to get into lingerie, and it just takes turns going from one girl <laughs> to the next. of and them then one getting of them... undressed In the same spot, in the same bedroom.
1: And then one of them just walks out and is completely naked. Yeah.
0: I mean... Okay, so... To be clear, the movie is not good. I know the the way we started this out, some people were probably like, um, what the fuck are you guys talking about? That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, j- again, this is just an example of... it. It's just boring. It, it, I don't have a lot to say about it, except that it surprised me. It came out of left field, but the everything is so uninspired, the way it's shot. There were parts of it, especially toward the beginning, where I was feeling like kind of a Birdemic type of feeling, where some of the dialogue delivery and the fact that like, the emo hot topic chick like puts on a voice the whole time and talks like this cause she's troubled and stuff. I was like, I could see how this movie became a cult, like, classic. A cult classic with the really low budget shit movies. You know, it's the so good or so bad. It's good type of thing. I just felt like there were long stretches of it where I was so bored, especially like those scenes that are just these girls getting undressed in like the worst flat camera angles with it's just, it's bad.
1: Um, Ain't nothing flat about them angles, son. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> it was definitely like, what if Skindamax was even less porno? <laughs> yeah,
1: when we were talking about it in our little text thread, um, I was I was like, I don't understand how this became a thing. So this guy was just like, All right, so I want to make this movie. So I am gonna invite all my women friends over who are between a five and a seven on the on the <laughs> on the one to ten scale, and we we're like, All right, so you are out, you are out, you are out because none of you have tits, and then the rest of you, would you like to be in my movie, but only so you can be naked and be killed?
2: Pretty much. Yeah. And they cut away from a lot of the gruesome stuff. I mean, I know it was low budget, but I was like, well, let me see it. I want to see someone get murdered. And we don't. So um, I think we've already spent too much time on it. <laughs> so that is a 0% for me.
1: Wish I had more hands. <laughs> give them titties four thumbs down.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like a negative 10%
0: recommend. Not yeah. not as bad as a, a clown murders, but pretty close. <laughs> it These were a rough couple of days.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, again, that was The Babysitter Massacre. That's going to be a 0% from us. If that is your cup of tea, there are three sequels. So if you want to see more of that and you enjoy that, then I funded Crowdfunded sequels. Of that. Yeah. So you might want to check those out. But we're going to move on. This is one that Anthony wanted to discuss a bit more. This is what we watched on the 26th, and it is the 2019 movie called Haunt.
0: Yeah, um, so we actually ended up adding Haunt kind of as a last-minute addition to mm-hmm. the list because it was a movie that was current. It just came out, like, what, a couple months ago? Or? Yeah, you and
1: I had both both independently watched the Chris Stuckman review of it and were like, that sounds fucking tight.
0: Yeah, shout out to Stuckman for putting that movie on our radar because I would have had no idea it came out. Um, I guess it was in theaters for a short amount of time, yeah. but, I mean, regardless, it's something that I was definitely interested in based on Stuckman's review of it and i wanted to talk more about it because this movie really really got me in the halloween spirit like especially after a couple of these like really really shit movies that we had had to trudge through this was exciting and tense and it the premise is just so simple and so low budget but the way it's able to pull really interesting tense mo- like moments a lot of and a lot of them too throughout the movie i loved i was sitting there completely engaged the whole time. Didn't like you know, and a lot of the time on these movies I find myself swiping my trackpad to check the time and see like, okay, now I'm halfway through. (laughs) Yeah, but with this, I was just like wanted them to get to the next room. I mean quickly the premise is a bunch of kids, they're going out on Halloween to find some spooky place to go to. They're considering maybe going to like a haunted hospital, like haunt setup. They're being followed by this truck. They pull over and this immediately i was hooked when the sign lit up and was like haunted house and had a arrow pointing up this like creepy road they get up there and there's just this haunt set up out in the middle of nowhere and they're like cool let's do it let's go in and then the movie is structured around the the idea of like okay this is a haunt gone bad like and i mean that that kind of gave me some hell house vibes which i was already like oh man this movie's gonna hell house me um (laughs) Definitely not as scary. Definitely not as scary, but there are a lot of really tense scenes, and they play around with, like, if you've gone through haunts before, they have a lot of iconic kind of haunt things, like the, which body part is this, stick your hand Uh through the hole and feel, and the whole time, every time they keep sticking their arms back through there, you're You're like, like, who's going to get fucked? Yeah, you're like, what's going to happen? And they have so many scenes like that, or like, the one that stuck out to me is, well, like, they have to climb through these tunnels at one point, and they see somebody who isn't supposed to be there in the tunnels. And I'm like, ooh, those, like, claustrophobic bits of haunts that you go through, like the uh, inflatable bags and stuff like that where you have to squeeze through small spaces. Or when they go to the the slide that has all the speakers playing chainsaw noises, and then the speakers stop, and then you hear just, like, a solitary chainsaw startup at the bottom of the slide, and they're like, okay, who's going to go down? (laughs) And, yeah, it just, I love haunts in real life and going through them. So I was, like, getting inspiration where I was, like, obviously beyond the psychopathic stuff that starts to unfold as the movie goes on a lot of it was just really well set up little haunt scares and the movie takes a long time for anything to actually happen to anybody but you're still scared it reminded me a bit of like uh, something like the descent where the movie is creepy before the monsters actually show up mm-hmm. and that's really how i felt about this because for a while none of the they don't none nobody's attacking anybody yeah and there's no real villain except they just have to get through this haunt um and
2: so it plays it, with the idea to What we've seen in similar movies where it's like, is this real? Is it fake? Are they really getting murdered? Is that person really getting murdered? And then you don't know. And they toy with you a lot with that. And so there was a while until someone's head got um, hit with a pitchfork (laughs) where I was like, okay, this still might be fake. Like it might twist at at the end. And then after that, I was like, oh, shit.
1: There was some pretty gruesome moments, too. Somebody literally gets their entire face ripped off. And that shit was
2: tight. Yeah, that
1: was
0: great. Yeah, I got the... the, I got heebie-jeebies when the girl got her arm slashed by razor blades because yeah. just that thought of like how bad that would hurt like and how scary that would be like that little thing is, is just a little taste before shit hits the fan in that movie and once it does hit the fan that's where I felt like it became less of like a perfect straight you know like it, you know it kind of it didn't fall apart but it became a little bit less entertaining it reminded me a little bit of like a your next or something like that um see I loved your next no and, I no I that's what I, i'm saying but it's a different kind of movie yeah, yeah oh yeah for sure yeah. but like
1: i i was completely enthralled by this film like if i if if i hadn't like like pigeonholed myself into the changeling like after the we watched one movie this week this would have been my pick
0: oh yeah this was absolutely my favorite movie that that uh, we watched this week i i thought it was great and it made me sad that i actually hadn't had a chance to see it in theaters yeah because that would have been a fun like discovery to go see this and in, um, in theaters and it would have been even more immersive because for a while you do feel like you're just going through this haunt with these characters wh- who, by the way, are pretty well acted. Yes. The the acting is good. Did not feel hammy. I felt that these people actually were friends and actually had like rapport. interpersonal relationships and rapport. You cared about them sticking together or getting separated or somebody getting hurt. It wasn't just like, oh, the dumb bitch got hurt or whatever. It was like, oh, shit, I cared about that person and now they're hurt um and you are wondering there is a mystery of like what's going on the whole time and then they kind of reveal it a little bit but they don't beat you over the head with backstory it's just like this is what it is and you're like i guess that crazy shit is is what's going on and uh, yeah but i was completely sold up until literally the last like 30 to 60 seconds of the movie and i hated the ending i hated the very 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 ending I I liked the ending a lot. Like I thought it was dope. I did not like it at all and would have loved if just that one part hadn't been on there and I like to pretend that it doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you, Anthony. It it reminded me of was it The Quiet Place? How like there's like that big like I got this ending and uh just not as well done as that, you know, and it was like if you cut this scene out, that ending scene then the movie's better right it kind of takes away because what happens is you know she's injured or whatever and then she just up and goes and like and the amount of time that it would have taken them to get where they need to be and the amount of time it would have taken her to set all that up it just doesn't make sense
0: you know what i mean i just felt like the movie literally should have ended with her at the hospital
2: yeah no i and it would have been fine and it's like if if two people just escaped after you just mass murdered a bunch of kids don't you think you would just get the fuck out of town? Like, why would you... And why weren't the police there? Why wouldn't you tell the police, like, hey, they might be here. I don't know. It was just weird. And it just felt kind of tacked on and unnecessary.
0: Now it's Home Alone.
2: Another thing that I wasn't a huge fan of was her random boyfriend that did basically nothing to the plot.
0: So,
1: I I disagree. I, like I said, I, I'm probably going to disagree with most of the negatives that you guys have for this movie. <laughs> but, for me, it was setting up, like, a deus ex machina comes in at the last second and saves everybody kind of thing only to thwart that almost immediately
0: only to have his death be like the most gruesome part of the yes. of the movie and i fucking loved that shit how
2: did he die
0: wasn't he the one that got his face ripped off
1: no he, he well he did he was one of the first one to get the face ripped off was the was the i just want to go home man guy
0: but um oh because he got it ripped off with the hammer right yeah, yeah. that, was, not really that was intense but
1: yeah like i i and on top of that, we've also gotten, you know, backstory as to that this guy is, like, an abuser and shit. And, like, like I'm, like, anytime a character like that gets their comeuppance, I'm, like...
0: I liked that part of it, too. I liked the part that it, it gave the main character this, like, being a survivor of abuse. um, And it made her character have, like like, find the strength to get through this haunt and through past these psychopaths because she's dealt with like more personal abuse than just some psychopaths, like fucking with her. She's like, no, I've been through worse through people who are supposed to like be close to me. And so she's like, well, fuck you guys. I'm going to murder you because to get out of here.
2: 1000% strong final girl. I just feel like if you take the whole boyfriend stuff out of the movie, it's still the same movie because we get her abuse storyline with her dad. Yeah. And then we get that cut scene where she's hiding under that bed, and it goes back and forth. And I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is cool. And, and it shows her growth and, like you were saying, her ability to survive and her ability to keep going. And so I really liked that part of it. And I just felt like the boyfriend stuff was just kind of tacked on, especially because immediately after we hear about him, she already has, like, a new love interest. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: I just, I what I like about it is that, a lot of people complain about the whole Deus Ex Machina trope that exists in a lot of films, and I I'm not a huge fan of it in most situations because a lot of times it feels like it's tacked on and it's not earned. And I feel like they did enough to set up the fact that he could potentially show up throughout the movie, but they instantly thwarted that. Like they knew that was coming and they were prepared to basically just slay another teen. And I and like I like that they <laughs> that they. Uh, they took that concept of that trope and they just fucking literally murdered it.
0: Yeah. I didn't mind it. I, I agree with both points. I agree with your, (laughs) so I agree with your point because I feel like the movie would not have suffered not having that. Um, and I feel like it obviously would have just made it like a tighter movie. Um, but I agree with John that my reaction to it was, Oh shit. When, (laughs) when they twisted it up on me. So because I had that reaction and was that invested in the movie already that I was like, hoping that the boyfriend would succeed, but knowing the whole time when he was showing up there, I was like, nah, dude, you're walking into a trap. You're walking into a trap. Splat.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, it got me on the edge of my seat where I was, I was, I was laying down, but it, it made me scoot a little <laughs> bit closer to the TV and be like, what's going to happen? Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with both points, but yeah, 100% recommend it. Um, on my end, this is definitely a movie that I feel like I'm going to go back to, um, and it really made me want to go to a haunt.
1: Yeah, this movie is what last year's Hellfest should have been.
0: Yeah, it 100% reminded me of Hellfest done like a thousand, yeah, a thousand, yeah, thousand times better. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I, I think that if you are into something like Hell House or something like The House is October built, then you'd be um then this movie would also be something that you'd be into. So I'll say recommend for me too. So again, that's Haunt from this year. And that is a 100% recommend from us.
1: So Boo from 2005 is the next movie on the list. And it was basically a shittier, lower budget, weird hospital version of the movie we just talked about. But just shitty and boring. And it fucking sucked. And I was completely bored the whole time. Oh,
2: that was the... Tell us how you really feel, John. Mental hospital. Yeah. gone yeah. wrong.
1: No, it was just... It, that I was more of like a haunted thing.
2: I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going to say don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. was pretty rough. It's I, The it's on, only thing I
1: really liked about it was that they had like a practical effects, like a thing-style dog at one point of the movie, and that was cool for a second, and then they splatted it, and then I was like, eh. The
0: movie you read my mind. That was literally the one thing I was going <laughs> to I was going to point out the thing dog thing. Yeah, yeah the thing dog <laughs> thing. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, don't even want to talk about it. Don't check it out. I don't know why we even put it on the list. Because it was it's around Halloween. Halloween. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, again, that's a 100% don't recommend from us. And that is the 2005 Five. boo. All right. The last one. <laughs> The last one is on this list, but I feel like it lands a lot more into the comedy genre than it does the horror genre. Oh, my God. And this is House 2, The Second Story.
1: We picked this movie literally on title alone because it is the best fucking title <laughs> for a sequel that I've ever fucking I, I always
2: thought
0: life. I always thought that Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo held that title, but I do think that House 2, The Second Story <laughs> is, is even better.
1: Beautiful Beautiful wordplay. No honestly. relation
2: to house. And from what I've heard, house is actually pretty good.
1: And, like, definitely more on the horror side of things. Right. right? This has, like, a couple of, like, cheap jumpy scares in some certain spots, but they're very minimal. For the most part, this is just a fucking weird-ass, like encino man thing like they
0: you, oh my god you read my mind again i was su- the whole time i was thinking <laughs> encino man i even looked up <laughs> encino man today because i was like you know what i haven't seen in a long time encino man
2: <laughs> <laughs> it i started it not knowing really know like what i was getting myself into and it kept going and every five minutes i was like no And then I was like, no, 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 no. And it kept surprising me. I was like, this movie is so fucking weird. Fucking silly. I look away
0: for five minutes and they're in prehistoric times with dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It reminded me of uh, Waxwork when we watched that and how it just kept going into doing weird shit. And that movie was just unexpectedly hilarious. I thought this movie was great. I had so much fun with it definitely not scary but it de- takes place on halloween and we get some you know there's a zombie and there's this weird mythology and it's like the phantom with well it's skulls. almost more of like
0: a monster squad type thing where it's right. got the imagery but it takes it in a comedic direction um i mean little it's,
1: little shades of um of indiana jones in there too with like the whole like artifact know, like thing the crystal skull <laughs>
0: even
2: even <laughs> well, back to the future right was like the end yeah yeah or th- i guess back to the future three but yeah I was like, dude, there's so much stuff in this movie, and it was pretty fun. It was, it was super fucking ridiculous, and just Camp City, and.
0: Uh, and Bill Maher shows up as just the shittiest human being. Yeah,
1: fuck that. I mean, he also, it, like, while I find him funny in a lot of situations, uh, he is kind of just a shitty human being to start
0: with. <laughs> He's kind of just playing <laughs> Bill Maher in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> surprised scene... he didn't
1: drop a drop a racial slur.
2: Oh. That's that's either the kitchen where he's like a bunch of girlfriends in there or whatever. He's like, no, it's my dead grandpa. <laughs> and then he opens it and he's like. But uh I think that my favorite part of the movie was was it John is it Ratzenberger?
0: No, oh, uh the the the, ele- the electrician and
2: Yeah <laughs> The Ham from Toy Story.
0: John Ratzenberger?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he shows up as an electrician, and he's, he, dude, he was so fucking funny. like, <laughs> yep, dealt with this before. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then at the end, he gives him his card, and it's like, electrician, Part-time adventurer. part time adventurer. Yeah, an adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I had such a good time with it. I thought that, I thought it was hilarious, and it was just like, again, kind of like that fast paced wit in some parts. And just silly and, I mean, Can't be fun. yeah, for me, 100% recommend if you like horror comedies or just silly, like, 80s comedies, then this is going to be right up your alley. Oh, and
0: I feel like we need to have one of these every year, and I feel like we really have. Like, we've gotten, like, our Waxworks or, like, okay. our, you know, Night of the Creeps type stuff where we have that horror comedy that really sticks out. And I feel like we got it right here at the tail end um, of our list I was waiting for this movie to happen. There were so many movies <laughs> where I was like, this is going to be the one. And, then, and it, then it was so boring. This movie it was like, no, this is just constantly interesting because it's so off the wall. They threw everything and the kitchen sink in. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I definitely would say, like I said, if you're looking for something to add a silly, campy element to your horror list, this is definitely something you could throw on there to make that work recommendation from
0: moi. All
2: right. So again 100% recommend from us. We didn't really vary on our opinions too much this week so that was cool. Yeah.
0: No knife fighting.
2: <laughs> um all right. So next week we are finishing up with just three movies and this is the ones that or these are the ones that we typically watch almost every year and I guess we watched them all last year too technically. So, we'll just go ahead and give those to you guys. So, what we're going to watch tomorrow is the original Halloween. Usually, we save this for Halloween, but we wanted to watch them in sequential order. So, we're going to watch the original Halloween um, tomorrow, and then we're going to follow that by Trick-or-Treat, which was giving me trouble on the Apple TV to try and like find out where to watch it. Yeah, he said
0: Trick-or-Treat. Well, I said like
2: Trick-or-Treat, yeah. Trick and it was like, the last time we did that, we had to clean up so-and-so's lawn. I was like, God <laughs> damn it, Siri. Stop being witty. <laughs> I need this fucking movie. And then on the 31st, we're going to watch Halloween Re- Returns, <laughs> is what I like to call it. And uh, that's going to finish up the list. So we will dive into those quite a bit on the next episode.
1: Yeah, I've actually, um, not on purpose, have not watched um, 2018 Halloween since we watched it in theaters last Same. year. Yeah, so I've only seen it the one time. Yeah, it'll be yeah. my first time revisiting it. I'm interested to see how I feel about it at home not in a crowd of people screaming and jumping around and all that shit, you know? <laughs> um, but I remember like looking back on it and, I, and I, it's on wax. So, so people can go back and look at it. But uh, I remember really enjoying it. I remember there being some little things that I probably would have changed and I would have done differently, but I remember having <laughs> a really good time with it. So
2: that's going to wrap it up for our main discussion. and uh, We'll go ahead and jump into our watch list. Patrick, what is it? Where are you going?
0: I've got to return some video
2: games. Did I tell you that I've been having nightmares? No. Yeah. We've been watching all the spooky stuff. Nothing, right? So this week, I started watching Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare. nightmare. All, <laughs> week, all week, been fucking like, it's hot sweats. Cold sweats. Hot sweats are normal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hot snakes so, and bubblegum.
2: Yeah, and Amanda was like, that's weird, dude. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. So I think we all got murdered last night. Tight. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck? Well, a I mean, it could
0: dope. it could make sense that like you were kind of you were doing something to your brain where like watching the horror movies was keeping like it it was keeping you regular. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you dropped off of them, your body was like, "Well, now I got to compensate." Yeah, because I've guess. been having a lot of nightmares recently, and a couple of them have been like I had one after watching Haunt
2: mm-hmm. that
0: was like I knew too when I was watching it. I was like, "I'm gonna have a nightmare about being in a
2: haunt and not being able to get out." Oh, you know, and what? I well, had, had, had a nightmare. Mask. So maybe it was that something just delayed. <clears throat> All right. So my recommendation for you guys is one that we've talked about and we haven't actually seen yet. but We are going to watch it because it is in our area finally. But we are going to be watching The Lighthouse.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, of which, it's another uh, David Eggers project. And it's supposed to be uh, subverting as far as like what you would expect to come from this type of a film. And
0: I'm super ready to see it. Yeah, my social media has been inundated with uh, Robert Pattinson doing weird shit in black and white and just posters and ads and things. And it was so frustrating because we thought we were going to have to either not see it until later or take a long drive. But now it's going to be playing just a couple towns over from us. So it sounds like we're we're working it out for us to be able to all go see it. And I'm stoked because I've heard nothing but good things about it.
2: Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely give you guys a discussion about that, either on a regularly scheduled episode or on a bonus episode. But we definitely want to talk to you about that movie since it isn't going to be as widespread as we would like it to. And so uh, keep an ear out for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, So for me, I watched the first episode of the new Watchmen series. And I thought that it was not what I expected it to be, but I thought that it was incredible. Uh, the imagery was absolutely beautiful. HBO really knows what they're doing with special effects and making interesting series. And the Watchmen property is one of my favorite of all time. So I think that would I have liked it to have been like a direct link to the Zack Snyder version, the ultimate cut of that film? Probably. I felt like the ending was def- definitely worked better for film. This one directly derives itself from the comics. So there is some... Weird shit, but I had a great time with it. I'm ready for episode two, so I I, I will keep you posted on how I'm feeling about that. But uh, like I said, I thought that the first episode was great. On top of that, I also got to see Shot of the Dead in theaters, uh, and that was an incredible experience, another one of my like favorite horror comedies. Um, and you forget how fucking well-written and mile-a-minute jokes that that fucking movie is. Edgar Wright is a fucking genius, and... Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost just have like the best chemistry of two like male like actors who are just supposed to be best buds like they're, they're unbeatable in that regard
2: probably because they really are friends. yes
0: yeah <laughs> for sure that helps Uh well cool I'm super excited to watch Watchmen who watches the Watchmen um, I,
1: apparently only I do because I can't talk to fucking anybody about it
0: <laughs> well I'll, I'll definitely check it out I'll check it out and we can talk about it for sure Um. So I have a couple things. My actual recommendation... Well, they're both recommendations. The first is, uh, while I was in Tennessee, I did get a chance to go see the new Addams Family movie, the animated movie. That's not my actual recommendation. While the movie was cute, I don't think it's something that I can wholeheartedly recommend unless you're really bored out of your mind. It is mostly geared toward children. It does have some nice like adult horror references, but not really something that you need to go spend too much time on. I am actually recommending the... Uh, older adams family movies from the 90s (laughs) (laughs) because i ended up going back and rewatching both of those adams family and adams family values to get ready to go see the animated one and i just every time i go back to those movies i think man weird these aren't done by tim burton but they're super funny yeah really weird and quirky and just completely their own thing they really just stand out as being yeah they do feel very like beetlejuicy in a lot of ways but they just – there's so much stuff that every time I watch them, the older I get, the more references I get and the more jokes and the more thing. And, I mean, Christopher Lloyd is amazing um, in that movie. It Christina Ricci, like, being little and creepy. It, it's a great mo- – they're both great movies. Um, So I wanted to recommend those. If you haven't seen those, I don't know what you're doing. Get on it. Um, <laughs> get on it. Doggone it. The other thing that I wanted to recommend is I actually got to go to our local art house – um, the other day on a nice sunny afternoon and watched the 1931
2: Dracula. Tight. Nice.
0: I lucked out that, um, I was just figured, Hey, I'll, I'll see if the States showing anything today. And, uh, my girlfriend was free and I was like, Hey, you want to go get lunch and go see Dracula? So we just went to the two o'clock showing it's and it,
2: best text message anyone could ever send. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: And, uh, yeah. So she was super down. We got lunch, went to the movie and it was actually there. Like, um, they're like book to screen presentation thing that they, they do. So they actually had a professor from, uh, our local college in Turlock. Um, he actually came in and did basically like a history on stage of Dracula, Dude. did a presentation. That's fucking who cool. was it? Uh, I don't, I don't remember the professor's name. The older guy, uh, he says that he teaches something. I mean, you might've had him cause he teaches about like, mo- you know, It sounded like he teaches about movies. Uh, or I
2: wonder if it was Tony, Tony Pirello.
0: Maybe I have the paper still yeah, yeah. at home. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look. But when yeah,
2: I, when I did my like senior class, it was with him, and it was all horror. It yeah, was fucking tight. So, so yeah, he incredible. did. He did
0: like a on the big screen. Did a PowerPoint presentation about basically like Dracula from the origin of the vampires um, in literature all the way up to like newer Dracula movies. So did that whole half hour presentation. Then we rolled into watching the 1931 movie, which. I've seen some of the other ones like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Those are the the Wolfman. I've seen those a little bit more often than I've seen Dracula. I've seen it quite a few times, but I hadn't seen it in a while. And One, it was really cool to see on the big screen on a really nice sound system because the sound design in those movies is really, really interesting and really a huge part of those movies because music doesn't play a big part. And you don't really think about that too much. You Mm -hmm. always think of like really intense organ music or something, but a lot of that movie is just (laughs) – sound effects of people moving around sets and a lot of it is just you know voices and things like that and there's not a lot of music so a lot of the mood is set by the way the movie sounds um and and some of the the imagery the way they just defined bella lugosi like defined dracula just the the way they use the images of like his face where it's just his eyes lit when he's doing Mm -hmm. his his hypnotism you see how much they do that in that movie um if you haven't seen that movie in a while I would recommend maybe pairing it with my other recommendation from a couple weeks ago, which is the those documentaries on YouTube. Um, watch the Bella Lugosi one, and then watch Dracula, because knowing a bit about his backstory and how much he really like he played Dracula for such a long time on stage, and then really, really pitched himself as like the person who needed to play him on screen, and really, really loved the role. I mean, he ended up being buried in the cape, like he loved that role. So.
2: That was one of the ones that I watched a while back when I was sick, and Mm -hmm. I watched monster movies all day. And I don't think that I had sat down and watched it all the way through. And it's funny that you mentioned that it was like the book to screen thing because as I was watching it, I was like, "Dude, this is a pretty good adaptation of the original novel." Yeah, yeah.
0: and it moves at a clip too. Like you don't realize how fast those movies move because the budget, you know, there's budget, and they're trying to just get the movie out, and so it really just goes like, "We're going to this place now. We're going to this place now. We're going to this place now. We're going now. It's the end."
2: When he dropped the line where you're like, oh, that was John.
0: So they did trivia. They did trivia before the movie. And one of the questions was, when Dracula says he doesn't drink a specific beverage, <laughs> what is it? And I was halfway up and the lady behind me jumps up and goes, whine! No. Hello loud behind me. And I was so pissed because <laughs> Just I was like, face. I had that trivia question in my podcast that I do, Porcelain <laughs> Peak. PorcelainPeak.com. Here's com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I was pissed. but um, And I think that was the trivia question to win The Exorcist on DVD. <laughs> well, so, you know, it would have been cool to be like, hey, I won The Exorcist at the movie theater. But I uh, didn't get it. didn't jump up in time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would recommend uh, Adam's Family and any of the original Universal monster movies, but Dracula specifically this week.
2: All right, cool. We good with recommendations? Yeah. yeah. All right, so that is going to wrap up this week's episode. We will see you guys soon. With the end of our 31 (laughs) Territus. I like that. That was real uh, in sync. And uh, we will be giving you a Lighthouse episode very soon. So we'll see you guys next week. And thank you so much for listening. Keep it creepy. You can find Porcelain Peak on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify. And if you're going to listen to PodCoin, don't forget to use the code PORCELAIN. That's P-O-R-C-E-L-A-I-N for 300 free coins. Wherever you listen, don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe so you never miss a spine-tingling episode. Don't forget to follow us at Porcelain Peak on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or check us out on porcelainpeak.com for additional content. Special thanks to Randy Greer for writing and producing our intro song, and to Anthony Silva for designing the Porcelain Peak logo. This has been here Words fair of Weirdos production. Oh, you know that Taco Bell doesn't have the fiery shells anymore. What? Yeah, they just have straight nacho now. I went there today and I was like, "Let me get a fiery shell." I'm like, "We only have nacho," and I was like, "Go oh, fuck yourself."
0: <laughs> and then you still ordered an eight. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I like I
1: didn't actually say that. I was like, I was like, I would never do that to you,
2: Taco Bell. <laughs>